You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 193. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Aptive. That's that fitness app I keep talking about, which I am truly in love with. If you haven't downloaded the app yet and tried your 30-day free trial using the Lively Show code, please go over and do so. I think even if you're not into working out lately, it's just worth seeing how great this app is done. It's so beautiful and so well put together. So the minute you log in, just, just log in. Don't even put the pressure on yourself to actually do a workout. Just check it out. See the different types of workouts. And then just plus play on one, try one out, listen to the coach, see if it resonates with you and if the type of workout and the length of time and all that stuff feels like a fit. I have a feeling just even poking your head in there without the expectation that you're actually going to do a workout may actually inspire you to try it and actually start working out potentially a little bit more regularly than you already have been. Again, you can do it for all different types of workouts. It's not just for running indoors or outdoors. There's strength training. There's so many other types of workouts too. Give it a try. If you want to go over to aptive.com, that's A-A-P-T-I-V.com. Use the code The Lively Show when you sign up. That's going to give you the free 30 days. Then download the app to your phone and get started. Check it out and see why I love it so much. Now let's move on. Today I'm in Sydney, Australia, and this is the second to last day for Life with Intention and Flow with Intention online registration. Registration for both classes closes tomorrow, Friday, January 27th at midnight. So if you want to join one or both of those classes, you can do so over at lifewithintentiononline.com and flowwithintentiononline.com. Just depends on which one you're interested in. And as I've been sharing, I've been getting some emails, so I'll just quickly go over the difference between both classes here on the show too. By the way, I want to point out the last live round of Life with Intention online. You're going to have lifetime access to the content, so don't worry. It's not going anywhere after this round is wrapped up. And actually, it will still be available for new people to join and do at their own pace any time of the year going forward after this class ends in March. But for right now, what we're talking about now This is the last time to do it with coaching calls with me each week as you go through the content and material. So that's really a great opportunity if it's calling to you. It's all about values-based intentions and changing how you approach your life. It really has changed over, I think at this point, we're almost at over a thousand students have taken that course all over the world, changed their life. We've had people truly in all different age groups and different, you know, men and women have taken the class. We've had police officers in Poland and we've had, you know, 20 year old students in India. It's really been an incredible group of people that have come together to use that approach and shift their lives for the better using these values-based intentions in their possessions, personal habits, relationships, and career. Then we also have the first round of Flow with Intention. This will now be the twice annual class that I'll be running. It happens now, and then we'll also open again in October. So Flow with Intention is aligned to all the quantum mechanics, quantum living stuff we've been talking about, law of attraction, emotional frequency, finding flow. That's why it's called Flow with Intention. And it's the transrational aspects of things that we've been talking about on this show. It's learning how to regulate, select, and accept your emotional frequencies so that you can shift what you experience in your life through perceived reality and actual physical manifestations too. 
So that is definitely the focus that I have been on in the show lately. So if that stuff that's been resonating and, and, and hopefully helping you in your recent few weeks or months, that is the stuff that is in flow with intention. It goes much more in depth than any podcast could actually do. There's also coaching in that as well. So it's going to be a really fun opportunity to engage with the community of people that are taking it, get to know one another and start really applying this. And we'll be breaking this down into super actionable steps twice a week week going forward for the next four weeks. So again, that's life with intention online and flow with intention online.com respectively. And you can take both classes at the same time. If you choose to, my suggestion would be to focus on life with intention online first and then use the content that you're learning from flow with intention. Do flow after you focus on life. That's just my suggestion. You don't have to do that. You can totally start with flow if that's what your intuition's calling you to do first. But if people were asking me for my opinion, I would say starting with life is really great and then moving on to flow. But you can totally skip life and just go to flow if that's what's calling you. It truly is totally up to you. So now in honor of the last life with intention online live class, we're going to move on to today's show. Today's show is an interview with a Life With Intention online member, Jackie Carter. Jackie's awesome. I got to know her through the one-on-one coaching calls and the group coaching that we were doing through Life With Intention a few seasons back. And one of the things that I remembered so vividly that she shared was that her husband said he noticed a difference in her after taking the class and actually applying this content into her life, that she was a more relaxed, easygoing, less stressed, more joyful person. That just stuck with me. Because you can often feel like you're getting your own growth and you're like, I'm making change, I'm making change. But for other people to notice that shift in you too is so powerful. And I knew that if that was really becoming the case for her, that she would be a perfect person to share here on the show of what the power of this work can truly do for you too if you apply it in your life as well. And it resonates. So of course, Jackie is a mom, a business owner with a website called lovejack.com. So if you want to check out more about her, you can go over to lovejac.com and learn more. But I'm just going to really let her take it from here. Let's go to the show. Jackie, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on. So let's start with the first question. Tell us how you got to where you are. Okay, so I am a mom. I also have a greeting card company and I live in Brooklyn, New York. I have two kids. I always wanted to be a mom, but it was like never my goal. So in high school, I knew I wanted to work in television. So I went to Emerson College and majored in TV. Like I was very specific about like how I was getting where I was getting. And then I graduated and I worked in daytime television for several years. A very happy life. I loved working in TV. It was like what I wanted to do. And it was awesome. And then I was on the Rachel Ray show and I met my husband and we fell in love and we got married. Wait, let's go into that. I want to hear about Rachel Ray. So what did you do at Rachel Ray? I was a script supervisor. So that basically means I did all the paperwork and made sure like all the ideas the producer has gets executed by the technical crew. So like if JLo is coming on and she's bringing a picture of her kids the producer tells us, we make sure the people in the control room know. And then we also make sure we have the picture and we make sure it's on the paperwork. So Rachel knows to say like, oh, we have a picture. So it's a lot of like organizing. Did you have any amazing star interactions while you were there? You know what? When I was at Rachel Ray, I was in the control room because I was a script supervisor. So I really didn't get to see as many people. But before that, I worked on the Tony Danza show two years of amazing daytime television. And I started there as the talent assistant. 
so like there it was my job to greet all the guests and welcome to the show and make sure they were good did anyone ask for weird things like all blue m&ms or something you know what it's so funny like we would get those requests all the time and then do those things and then the celebrity would walk in and be like oh my gosh look at all this stuff this is so nice I think it was always their managers or their people asking for those things. Oh, so it's not the guests themselves. Yeah, I mean, maybe sometimes, but any experience I have, we'd get there and then they'd be like so in shock that we had like their favorite flowers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I guess they're appreciative. That's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I've everybody like I met was pretty awesome. I don't have any bad stories. Did you work with Rachel much one-on-one? Yeah, I mean, not one-on-one because our staff was pretty small, so... We definitely got to know each other. And then my husband still works on the show. He's a producer. So he works with her more one-on-one. He does like all her voiceovers and stuff like that. That's crazy. What a crazy previous life. I know. I know. It's so funny. He does this like trivia question of the day because she's like really into trivia. So every day he comes up with a trivia question and then like that's how she starts off her day. Do you ever help him with the trivia questions? Yeah, it's so funny. He's like constantly like thinking of them. So I'll like mention something and he's like, oh, what? Look up why the state's called a commonwealth. And I was like, what? He's like, that could be a good trivia question. Like some states are still referred to as Commonwealth. He's always thinking about what could be a good trivia question. Okay, so you did Rachel Ray, and then you moved on from there to do what? To be a mom. So I got pregnant. I worked up until the day I went into labor. I was like writing down the times of my contraction in the control room, like timing the show. And then also like on the separate sheet of paper, writing down like when I had my last contraction. And then I had Georgia and... I had known like going into it that I didn't think I'd want to come back to work. You know, I thought like, you know, this is the next chapter of my life. I really want to like stay home with her. But then funny enough, like, so I decided to stay home. But then also throughout my life, I always kind of wanted to have a greeting card company. So now cut to like, I'm home with this baby by myself. I don't like, you know, I'm trying to figure it all out. I have like the mom hormones and like trying to like navigate this new life of mine. We go to the library just because we have to get out of the house. And I see this sign that says small business contest. Enter to win $10,000. I was like, what? I was like, I should do that. So she was like three months old. And then I entered this business competition to start my greeting card company. So it was pretty amazing because the competition was like for specifically for small businesses. And we went to like the orientation. And mind you, I still have a baby. So she came with me to the whole thing. Like she's like strapped to me in my little baby wrap. And we're going to all these things. They said like, oh, you can learn how to do your finances, how to do marketing, how to do like all these things that you would get to learn if you went to business school, which I didn't because my goal was to be in TV. And I was like, I have to win this. Like, I need to do this. I need to win. I need to get all this stuff. And then it turns out you don't even have to win to get all those things. It was like part of the program. It was amazing. Like, I credit Brooklyn Public Library for like why I have a business now, because it gave me a deadline to win the competition. You had to write a business plan. So I think like without that, like, incentive. I would never have like sat down and did all the hard parts of the business plan, like figuring out my financials and like my specific demographic and how I'm going to like attack this once it's like a business. But because I had that as a goal, like I wanted to win I'm a little competitive. So I entered that. And then they said, okay, on this day, if you make the top 12, you get a phone call. So it's like that day I was so nervous the whole day, like, you know, trying to me and Georgia going to music class, you know, doing our thing. But the whole time I'm like thinking about my phone, like, oh, my God, is it going to ring? And then in the afternoon it rang and they were like, you made it to the top 12. Now you're going to have to do a presentation in front of like a panel of judges. I was like, holy crap, like this is happening. I got so nervous. I thought it was going to be like Shark Tank. At the Brooklyn Library. (laughs) Mark Cuban's going to be there tearing you apart. (laughs) 
Yeah, oh, yes. I was 100% ready for like all these hard, difficult questions and like so prepared. And I go in and they were so nice. They just wanted you to have a business. They wanted to help you. There was no like meanness at all at this thing. So then I made it to the top 12. And then we went, they had this like huge ceremony at the main Brooklyn Public Library. And we're in this room with all the other like top 12 people. And everybody's ideas were so good. I was like, oh my God, I'm never, I'm losing this. Like these people have like really good, innovative ideas. And then I won second place. Wow. It was incredible. They gave me this huge check. You know, they do on like TV shows. The Price is Right check? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at that point, it was like almost a year later. So Georgia was just about to turn one. And she's like super cute in her little dress with me, like posing with my big old check. And then I also won all these different kind of bonus awards, meet with someone who does advertising or meet with someone who has a successful business for an hour and they'll give you some tips. I met with a tax guy so I could figure out all that stuff. Like all those meetings were almost more beneficial than the money. The money was definitely good because I felt like, hey, honey, I decided to stop working so I could raise our daughter. And P.S., I'm going to start my own business. So to have that funding from the public library was like, okay, I could do this now. Like, I don't need to like rely on somebody else. I got this. So where do we go from there? So then I was like full speed ahead. I was like doing the Brooklyn Flea. I was getting in some wholesale accounts, like different local stores. And I was really like, it was such a good time because then like too, like Georgia was taking lots of naps. Like sometimes she'd take two naps a day. So I'd have the first nap I'd work the whole two hours and then she'd wake up and we'd have the day to spend together and like really like enjoying my time with her and then she'd take a second nap and sometimes I'd nap too or like sometimes I'd watch a tv show or sometimes I'd like do some more work but it was it was just like a nice flow and then I got pregnant with Conroy and I am not good at being pregnant I have like a very healthy pregnancy so like in the grand scheme I was very thankful but I literally would throw up every day and I had such good momentum going work-wise and like life-wise and with her, like I was really happy. That, so then to be like, basically to feel like I had the flu for nine months really was not good for me. I was just like so down. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I've been like doing so well and I'm so happy and now I can't do anything. And like just to maintain what I had already built was like extremely difficult. All I wanted to do was sleep. But then I'm also taking care of this two-year-old on top of it. It definitely like slowed down my business, which was like a little bit of a bummer. But then I had Conroy and then I was so happy not to be pregnant that I was like, let's go. I'm ready again. So then I did the National Stationery Show, which is like a huge show at the Javits Center. And, you know, we built a booth and I had a line sheet and like all this stuff that I had to do to basically like take my company to the next level. And I did it one year and it my expectations were just too high. Like I went from doing the Brooklyn Flea, which is awesome. And so many people come to that and not everybody's a greeting card company. So it's like, oh, cards, this is fun. I love your stuff. And I'm like, oh, people love my stuff. This is great. To the National Stationery Show, which is just flooded, like thousands of really awesome greeting cards. So I was expecting everybody to come and look at my booth. But really, unless they know about you ahead of time, they're kind of just walking by in this haze of like, oh, my gosh, look at all these greeting cards. I was just not like let down, but I was just like, wow, I really wasn't expecting that. And because my values were so on the goal and like how I did at the end, I was like really bummed. But then my mom said to me the next day, again, I have two kids now. So like I'm trying to do too much. My mom's like, Jack, look at you. Like you have a baby strapped to you. Like maybe this isn't the time to like get 30 new orders. Look at your life. Like just enjoy what you have. 
And it's like, it's hard to do sometimes. Again, this is before I took Life with Intention online, when you're so focused on the goal. So I ended up doing the National Station Year Show the next year because I was like determined to like have a better result. And now that I understood how it worked better, like I did a lot more press beforehand. And the second year was amazing. I got like more orders, but not a ton more orders, but like my expectations were different. And I was just like, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm, I met a lot more people. I was happier. I was like, I had better energy, I feel like just in general, because I wasn't like, I need everybody to buy my cards. Like, that's the goal. It was more like, okay, enjoy the fact that like, you actually have a greeting card company. Like this is happening. You're at the Javits Center. Like everybody that buys greeting cards or sends greeting cards, like they're happy people. So like, let's enjoy this and like make these connections and not be so focused on the money or, you know, how many orders I got. You know what I mean? But then, of course, because I wasn't so focused on that, I got more orders. Exactly, because you lived your values and you had more alignment while you did it. Yeah. So then, like, the point of my saying all this is, like, after Conroy was born, I, like, the way I functioned up to that point was, like, okay, set a goal, work really hard, meet that goal, you're happy. And, you know, you're happy along the way because I think subconsciously my values, which I hadn't identified at that point, were kind of, like, aligning on their own with the goals I was making and why I was doing things. But then it was the summer before Conroy was going to start going to school two days a week. So I knew I would have two days of time to like myself. And I had been listening to your podcast and I like loved everything. You did all the interviews were like so amazing. And you would occasionally mention life with intention online. So I signed up for one of those free seminars where you just kind of explained it more. And I was like, I have to do this. I was like, this is exactly what I need now because I am going to have the time. And like even looking in the future, like eventually my kids will be in school every day. So I will even have more time. So this was going to be my first time in four years of like have time to do what I wanted to do, like solely, you know, instead of doing what I want to do, plus taking care of another child, another person. So I was like, I have to take this course and really like figure it out. And that's when I took life one session online. So beforehand, how would you describe your mental state and what about it made you want to join the class? I would say, so before I had two kids, I would like meet people and they would see I was pregnant. I already had a kid and they were like, oh my gosh, having two is like having 10. That is really mean to say to me. Like, that's not nice. It's not making me feel good. It's not making me excited about having another kid. And then I had two kids and I was like, oh, well, they're kind of right. It is kind of like having 10. And it doesn't even make sense. Like, it shouldn't be as hard as it is. You're like, oh, just one more kid. Like, totally not a big deal. And it's ridiculous how like hard it makes life. Like it's just like you have two things to focus on and then to do something else is like almost impossible. But because like that's how I had lived my whole life, like set a goal, reach it. I was really having a hard time being happy in general. Not like I mean, I'm a happy person, but like I would be happy and then like a couple weeks would go by and I would kind of have like a little breakdown. Like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I can't do this. And then like get over it and then like be okay. And then have like another like, oh my gosh, like I'm I'm never sleeping. Like I wanted to have all these goals and I'm not meeting them. And it's like, that's making me sad. So it was really the focus on the outcome was how I thought would make me happy. That's really what I thought I had to do. It sounds like you were stuck in between going back and forth between the doing and having levels of success. Oh, totally. And like when you're not sleeping because you're up with a baby and like it's hard to focus on anything. So then to not have this like underlining calm. That's what you were looking for. Is that what inspired you to join the class? Yeah, definitely. Because I was like, you know what? This is like this is my life now. I got two kids. I got a husband. Being a mom is a full time job. 
Plus, I want to have another job. So like, let me accept this is going to be my life. It's not like it's going to get easier. So let me try to figure out like how to be happy with this. Because it's, there's a lot to be happy about. I say all the time, like life is full, but it's like full of good stuff. But it's still full. So when I took your class, I was like, I need to just refocus. I need to use these two days I have a week. And instead of like trying to call different stores and get wholesale orders to like focus on like how I'm going to like set up the rest of my life. Okay, so what ultimately made you decide to do it when you were actually making the decision? Because people listening may be thinking about taking the class as well. Was there anything going through your mind at the time that helped you say yes to this versus no? I love that you didn't say like, you have to do this or like this, you need to do this or everybody needs this in their life. You kept saying like, check with your intuition and see if it works for you. See if this connects for you. Don't feel pressure. Just like check with yourself, see if it works. And I think that's what, like, I just asked myself like, okay, is this worth it? Like, is this what I need? And I just thought, yeah, it is. That is true. I don't tell anyone to join it. I always ask them to ask their intuition because if you're not willing to ask here at the start of the class, at the very beginning of the decision to join, you're not going to like the class because that's the whole point is to learn to help you look within yourself for the answers rather than outside of yourself. And I've tried to create the class as much as possible so that it is reflective of you applying these principles that are happening in the world to your situation so that you're not following what I would say you should do. And it's it's not about my values or anything. It's about helping you to figure out and uncover your own and then take action from there so that your own achievements and your own outcomes flow from within you from the right source, which would be the intuition versus ego. Do you feel like you got that result from taking the class? Oh, totally. I feel like it was so focused. You did this so well as like, I felt like it was so focused on me, but I'm sure everybody else taking the class felt like it was focused on them. Yes, I think that's true. And to all say this, like when I was deciding to join, like again, being a stay at home mom slash trying to work at the same time, I don't have very much interaction with a lot of other adults. Or even like if you're in a work environment, then you could find the people that you connect with, you know, you're like, okay, these are my people. Here it's like, I have all these different mommy friends, I'm trying to like navigate that. But then we're all in different schedules. So we're not. But like listening to your podcast, and hearing the people you interviewed and then listening to you, I was like, okay, the people that join this will be my people. I'll be able to have this time, you know, we met once a week for a month of these people that I knew got me. That was really helpful because, you know, it's like making new friends, except there was like this filter of like, okay, these people, we're going to all get it along. I love that. And actually for people wondering who joins Life with Intention Online, it's mostly females. It's very predominantly females. It's not obviously exclusive to females. It's just been probably based on the listenership of the show, a reflection of that listenership, which again, not specifically focused on females, but tends to be the people. I would say the majority of people are between 25 and 40. And then there are people, I know there are people that are going to say, I might be too old for this. There are people in their late 50s. I don't know if we've had any 60 plus in the class specifically that I'm thinking of that I can name off the top of my head. However, there's 900 people in the class. There are people all over the world. There's people in Australia, India. We've got Europe covered. We've got police officers in Europe, actually, which is so amazing to me, especially back in the day when they were joining because I had not even you know started my travels at that point. 
So it was like, wow, that's crazy. This is helping a police officer in a totally different part of the world. I think she's in the Ukraine. But anyways, it's international. But obviously, there's a majority of people are just like the U.S. listenership, majority U.S. But that's not it exclusively. People have done meetups within the community around the world. We've had people do homework together in Paris and send photos of it. We have multi-generations of people. We have Katie Evans was on and her parents have taken it, her husband's taken it, and her children she's now sharing it with. So it's really cool to see all of these people engaging with the content. And kids is actually the new thing as the class continues to develop and unfold that mothers in the class are looking to take this content and start to share this with their children. So as they grow up, they're starting to figure out what their values are and live this way right from the start, which is really exciting. Also, the other community. So I know you just said, as someone that is enjoying the adult interactions, the other type of people that I've noticed a large kind of thread among many people is that some people feel like they have a hard time finding friends or family in their immediate community where they are locally that have these values or interests in common with personal growth and development and thinking about their values in this way. So those people get so much out of this community too because they're finding people near and far that they can relate to on this stuff and have this support. And I would just say the people are just amazing. Everyone's so nice and supportive. I am constantly in awe of how amazing the quality of people in the class are. Would you say the same for what you've seen? Oh, totally. And then when you do the coaching, you really get to know these people. And I would say Carrie from the two years ago when I we originally did it in October of 2015, we're like totally internet friends. We're like on Instagram all the time. And now we're Facebook friends. Like she's probably just a couple years older than me and then her kids are like in their teens. So like, I feel like she's like living my life just, you know, like five years ahead of me. So it's so cool to see the experiences she's having with her kids and like thinking like, oh, like we'll be there. Like it's still fun. Like everybody says like, enjoy this time. Like it's going to go so fast. And like, you know, they're only little for so long. And you're like, man, that, that also kind of bums me out. Like I don't want to be like sad when this is gone. But then I see her who's like very similar to me. And I think like, look how happy she, she's still happy. Like life is still good when your kids are like preteens. Oh, yeah. And the other aspect we should touch on is you have a business, but about, I would say 40% of people have a full or part-time business in the group and about 60% don't. So don't feel like if you don't have your own business, this doesn't apply. It applies to everyone regardless of your career situation, whether you have one, not, whether you have a business or not, whether you have a blog for fun or professionally or not, it's not focused on that. However, obviously you can apply all of this principles to your work. So what area did you focus on the most when you did class? Or did you do all four areas? I did all four. I would say like the biggest light bulbs to me were my possessions and then also my career. Yes. And for people that are wondering what the four areas are, there's possessions, which are like your environment, your wardrobe, any of your stuff. The personal habits you have is the second category. That's like all your habits, your rituals, your routines. It's your personal growth if you have it. It's your faith if you have that. Any areas for you that you do that don't necessarily have to involve other people. And then the third area is relationships and the fourth is career. So those are the four areas we cover through this course. So truly you get to look at every single one as much or as little as you want to, depending on which ones are things that are stressing you out or things that you want to strengthen. So for you, you got the most out of the stuff and the career. Yeah. But now that you say that also the personal habits, because you don't know how many times I say indulge and recharge, Jacqueline. Oh, that's your values. 
those are my values. And like, at least once a week, maybe even once a day, like they're always in the back of my mind. And I know that you have seen some results that aren't just seen from within yourself, but others have noticed a difference too. Do you mind sharing about that? Sure. Yeah. My husband always says like, I can tell a difference. Like I like stress out less. Before I'd be like, I'd get hung up on certain things that would really like, I would think like, oh, this is important. We have to do this or we should do this. And now it's like, okay, that really doesn't matter. It's like not aligned with my values. So let me not worry about that. I think that's a really strong testimonial to say that someone that knows you sees a difference based on you applying this work. That's, I think, one of the best testimonials I can possibly imagine. Because it's one thing for you to think or know that you're different, but I think it's another for it to be seen by others too. Yeah, yeah. And especially him, like, I don't know, he does, he knows me the best. He sees, like, you know, sees me all the time. He's like my best friend. So to say that is like, it meant a lot to me. Okay, what was your favorite part of class? My favorite part of class was the coaching calls. Because I feel like to like equate it to joining a gym, like I feel like I, I join a gym because then I have to like pay the money and then I'll go to the gym. So like I join this class, I'm like, okay, I'll pay the money and then I'll like be all in. Like I'll make sure I do all the homework. I'll make sure I'll do all the thing. Like I've committed to this. So I did it. And then like you're like the personal trainer at the gym. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> so then on each coaching call, I was like, I paid this money. I'm going to like use my personal trainer. I'm not just going to listen to like what they say, like, oh, yeah, make sure you're doing these these exercises. I'm going to like ask specific questions and make sure I'm doing it right. So I thought like, you know, one of the first things you have to do is like write your values out. So I was like, oh, I got that. I know what I value. My values were so bad. Like the way I wrote them. They were like, I'm going to put in effort and I'm going to make sure my apartment looks clean to other people. That's definitely all the things that are wrong, right? <laughs> yes. My career one was like, it was so focused on exterior things and like outside things and things like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to like teach these workshops and I'm going to, you know, connect with this community. I'm going to be an example. And I'm like, all the stuff I had to do, which again is like your whole point is like, you shouldn't have to do stuff to be happy. Or like the doing shouldn't be the focus. And like all my values were so like focused on the action. Yeah, it sounds like that was your past. Yeah. So then the coaching call, I said, okay, I'm having a hard time. Like I thought, oh, just this one I'm having a hard time with. So I'm like, I'll just, I'll just say this one. Okay, I'll, like, I'll raise my hand and ask a question. And then you're like, okay, let's look at this now. Like don't, I'm not going to tell you to do this after we hang up. Like right now. I'm going to take 10 minutes and we're just going to rewrite it. We're just going to really find out like what you value. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we did it right there. And like, what was like, I'm going to clean my apartment and make sure like I look good when I go out was like livable, comfortable and put together. And it like, oh, that feels good. My other value was really making me stress out because it was all the stuff I had to do. But now I'm like, okay, as long as it's livable and it's comfortable and I'm like a little bit put together, like I'm good to go. Yeah, before you're valuing the lowercase v values instead of the uppers. And so that's a really big part of it. It's really fun to be able to go in there and coach with people and kind of help them make those shifts that they may not be able to see from themselves. And also, if people are wondering what the class, how it runs, there are modules. There's four modules total. They're videos and they're short and succinct. 
I worked very hard at creating the most powerful way of giving you this content that's fun, enjoyable, helps you take notes, helps you do the homework in a deep way, and doesn't take up too much time so that you have more time to focus on the actual implementation of it than just watching hours upon hours of content. So I worked with a curriculum designer to make sure that those were as succinct as possible. And then there's also the private community, which we've been alluding to. That is where all the 900 members get to go and say hi and ask questions and connect with one another and share their aha moments and things that they're going through in the modules. And there's the coaching calls that happen once a week as well. So that's how Life with Intention online is structured. Flow with Intention online is going to have a different structure, which I'll explain more about in another episode. But that's how Life with Intention is as it is. What did you think of the way it was structured? I love those videos. They were so bite-sized and you could just, you could understand it. And I had like cute little animations and I like that you had a worksheet where I could jot down, you know, what was most important to me. But I think also on like another level, the fact that you took the time to make the videos so short was like, okay, this woman is like valuing my time. Like she knows I don't have all the time in the world to sit and listen. And like, it was just quick, like, okay, this is what you need to digest. This is what you need to know. Here it is like two minutes. You're like, okay, you're like, I got that one. Then you're excited to go to the next one. I try to make them kind of like popcorn where you just want to keep eating the next one. Oh, totally. And then you did such a good cliffhanger after the first module. And I was like, oh, okay, tell me, tell me, how am I going to be happy? What is it? You're like, wait till next week. Yeah. So for people wondering, yeah, there's a series of small bite size, one to three and a half minute, I think is the longest of the videos. So they're each topic by topic. So it's very succinct because what we're covering is basically reframing how you see the world (laughs) from the ground up, which is no small task. So there's a collection of usually around 10 to 12 videos. So you're looking at a total of a half hour to 45 minutes per week of the videos. And then the rest of the time, I want you to be focused on the coaching calls, which we always go long on those. I always like to really over deliver on those calls. And then also you do your homework. So there's about, I would say one to three and a half hours of work, depending on how much you want to put in per week. And then the fourth module is case studies of different members. So there's over 16 or so, I think at this point, case studies that you can listen to of members applying it to their lives. So that's like, that's like tons of hours, 16 hours of interviews as well. That's one of the questions we get a lot is how much time does it take? So is that how you found it to be, Jackie? I know you did it a lot the first time, but less so the second time you did it. Yeah. And I would say that the first time, the other positive part of that was like, this was me time. Like I was like, I signed up for this course. I got to be on this call. Like it was like, maybe again, this is me like tricking myself to like enjoy, indulge and recharge. Like I had to like trick myself, but not really. But like, you know what I mean? It was like this commitment that I made, but it was all for myself. Like it was nice to not have to like do it while I was taking care of a baby or, you know, going to a class. It was just this time to just focus on me. Yeah. And you were very active in your first round as well. So for people that are wondering, you can take it as much as you want. So once you're in, you're a lifetime member. Once you're in the class on the email list, you'll always have access to the content. People always ask this question too. So I'll share it here as well. When the class is done after the live round of it, so we'll be doing it this February, once in between those seasons of the live rounds of it, it's always available to you. So if this February, for example, is busy for you and it doesn't work perfectly, don't worry, the content's still there. You can be as active like Jackie as you want or as passive. I often will sign up for classes that I know I wanna take and get the content for, but I don't feel like personally I have to be like you are doing, kind of like 
talking to the trainer personally. So I'm happy to watch the recordings of things and do it at my own pace when it works for me. So if this doesn't work for you in February, don't worry if March is better or April, you're welcome to join now basically, and then consume the content at a pace that works for you later. And then of course, be as active as you want in the future courses that run. There's no cost or anything. It's once you're in, you're in. Yeah. And you know, now that you say that, when I did originally sign up, another incentive you gave was like, oh, if you sign up today, you'll also get access to the business courses. Oh, yeah, the bonuses. Yeah. So I did that. And then I have not done the business courses, but it's there. So one that I have more time and it fits into my schedule, I could do it. Absolutely. So for people that are wondering, what are these bonuses? So I took my old business coaching materials that I used to sell and I've created them as special bonuses that you get at the end of the class. Obviously, if you don't have a business, don't worry about it. You don't have to use it, but it's there for those that want to. There's the business with intention workshop at home, which is several hours of high quality videos and coaching and really like long workbook. I think it's like 100 pages or something. And then the ebook, the Wish I Knew ebook, which was really cool. It's 50 subjects I wish I knew when I was starting my business. So those are there for you as well if you'd like to use them. So here's a question. Who do you think Life with Intention Online is good for? I would say it's good for anybody like, like I feel a little bit like off their normal. When I think of like my life, it's like, I don't think like, oh, I was always so sad. And then I found life with intention. (laughs) I was at this point where I was just like, something wasn't right. Like something wasn't like jiving or in sync. And I was like, you know what? I need to just focus. Well, I think it's good for anybody, but like specifically someone who's like, just needs to like focus more about like what really matters to them now. And like once the help of like a group or you or someone like this other It's almost like going to a therapist or like a therapy session to have this group of people to help you get back where you want to be. That's a really great way. So I always like to say there's three categories of people that typically join. Number one is the burned out people. And I'd say this is usually the largest group, the most vocal group, at least. (laughs) They've done all the things. They've gotten all the things they thought would make them happy. They've achieved all the things they thought would make them happy. And they're kind of like panting at the finish line going, now what? They're like, God, this is not really working out. Like I'm happy for short periods, but then I just keep going around the mountain over and over again. Yeah, that was me. I was in that group. A striver, right? Someone that really strives, but is like, but is this all there is? There's got to be more to it. So there's the burned out. Then there's also the bummed out people that are kind of the opposite of them. So they know that the running and chasing the shiny pennies doesn't work in and of itself. So they don't try. But at the same time, not taking action doesn't feel good either. So those people are kind of stuck and they haven't really been taking action in ways that they really want to. So that's the bummed out people. And then the third category is people that are just passionate about personal growth and just love learning for the sake of learning and love just consuming as many resources and points of view and perspectives as possible, really gravitate towards it. So we also have like life coaches and stuff and actually on that subject, I know a lot of coaches have asked me that they've done many trainings and they've found that this one is unique and something that they really find really powerful. So they do want to get training and certifications in it. I don't have time yet to create that, but that is something down the road that I'm looking to do because I've had so much feedback from people that are professionals in this industry that want to be able to be certified in this work and take this to their clients as well. So there's also that third category of people that are just professionals or passionate people around the subject of personal development and find this work really transforming people's lives. So those are the three areas that I typically find. So is there anything else you want to share about the class? I would just say it was a lot of fun. It didn't feel like, oh, this is a class and this is what I have to do. It was like I had a good time. I like that it wasn't like 
you could still be a person who likes to set a goal and likes to accomplish it. It wasn't like stop setting goals, stop accomplishing things, stop doing things. It was like, you could do those things. Just make sure they're aligned with your values. Because at the end of it, take action. Yes. You figured out how to be happy. You figured out like what matters. But then it was like, okay, now it wasn't just, okay, now you're cool. It was like, hey, now you can take action and keep moving your life along and having each day be better than the next and like do all these things. Like, I love that action aspect of it. You know, and especially like you like explain like, oh, if there's resistance, obviously it's not like you take this and then life's perfect. It's like things still happen. So it's like identifying like, okay, what's a problem? And that's probably a lot of times I'm just living my life and my values and it's just all going nicely. But then I notice when I am unhappy, I could look back at my values and say, okay, well, what's happening? Something's like getting in the way of this value. That's why I'm not happy. Yeah. And the class breaks it down. Yes. So it's very like build your ladder and get over the thing in your way. It really goes through everything. We break it down after we get to the values and stuff is the first piece of it. But then it's like how to plan in the future if you want to for one day at a time, one moment or one year at a time. All of it, as long as you do it in the proper order and priority of all three levels of success. This is stuff we talk about in class. So this is what you'll learn. Once you learn the proper order and priority of this, all things flow smoothly. When you don't, get those orders right. That's when things break down. That's when the stress comes up and that's when things feel stuck. So that's really what it's going to help you do once you get the values. That's like module two, but then modules three and four really break down what to do from there so you can go forward in all of these areas in ways and actually be able to troubleshoot like you were saying, like once something's in your real life not flowing or not working, why is it and how to untangle yourself from that? The other thing I did want to say is like one of my favorite phrases in this whole thing is you always say, Live your values the best you can in your present moment. And given your current circumstances. Yes, I feel like that's so true. And then also, so again, like, you know, I told you the whole story, but then after Conrad was born, like it was like a lot harder. We had this event and my mom just said to me, Jacqueline, we're going to do the best we can. It's all we can do. We're going to do the best we can. It's going to be amazing. Before she said that, like, I've always lived my life like, I'm going to do the best. Forget the best I can. Like, I'm doing the best. And then it was like, I got to this point, it was like, okay, I'm going to do the best I can. And like, that's going to be good enough. That's like your whole like motto. And then when we were in the class and we were doing the coaching call and we were talking about my career, you basically said like everything, like my mom kind of had said to me before, like, what did you say? You said, I was talking about like my career and I told you like my goal and I want to do this and I want to do this and I knew this. And you said, but why do you want a career? You just told me your situation. Like, you don't need a career. And I was like, <gasps> what? I was like, I'm gonna vomit everywhere. Like, what do you mean? Why do I want a career? But then you like, you like took a pause and you're like, no, I'm not saying you can't have a career. I'm saying, why do you like, tell me why you want it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's exactly like, I feel like, with, like my mom and very, a lot of other people that are really close to me in life. Like, why are you doing all this? Like, why? Sometimes when like other people said it, I just felt like, cause you can't. And then it'd make me like, want to do it more. Like, you know, but you were like, no, it's like, you could do it. I'm not telling you not to do it, do it but tell me why. And then that's when I went and wrote the letter to myself of like, why do I want it? Good question. I never asked myself that. I just had Georgia and then saw this poster at the library and thought like, oh, I'm going to do that. That's going to be awesome. That's one of my goals. Like I never thought like, okay, really? Like, why do I want to do this? Yeah, that's definitely the class. <laughs> it's a lot of whys. Yeah. And it was just like having someone outside my world, like say it to me and like, you said it in such a nice way that felt like, oh, is it like, 
exactly what everybody else has been saying, but like the way you presented it, I was like, oh, good question. Maybe I should write that down. And then once I wrote it down, all of my crazy values that I was like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, became share your creativity. And again, like in the present moment, like it, with your current cir- situation, your current circumstances. So now, like one way I do that, I make my daughter lunch every morning because she goes to kindergarten. Now we have to make lunch. And like, I find it so fun to make like a cute little lunchbox and make it look like a snowman. That's creative for me. And then I share it on Instagram. And I don't have to write a blog post. I don't have to make a YouTube video. I just need to like, in my current life, the way I can be creative, I don't have all this extra time, but I'm making her lunch anyway. Like I might as well have this be a creative moment. It turns out it's like the first thing I do every morning. So now I start my day with this creative moment and then I share it on Instagram and done. My values are met. And then I'm full. It's not like I have to like sell them in a book or like You know, with before, I was like, I need to, you know, have a line in Target of all my ways to make a lunch. It's like, I'm just making a lunch, but I get to, like, enjoy it and then show it to people. The best thing ever is, like, one of my friends that just moved to San Francisco, she posted on Instagram, like, she cut her daughter's sandwich into a heart. And she's like, oh, inspired by Jack. Like, hopefully Ella loves her, like, sandwich today. A little more love in her lunchbox. And I was like, oh, like, that's awesome. Like, I'm inspired by so many people on Instagram that to, like, inspire somebody else is, like, so fun. That's what it's about, not about making money. It's not against that either. It's just about being beyond that, right? That's what it is. It's about being beyond the outcomes of the the shiny penny stuff that the society tends to value. So it doesn't mean we're excluding them. I mean, I'm living my life in ways, especially with the flow with intention approach now is like, doubling my business without even trying. And it's it's amazing to live beyond. There's so much more. And and beyond means that your feeling and your quality of life is improved. And that's what I can tell from even just listening to you talk about this. Your quality of life, it sounds like, has gotten a lot deeper and richer as you've made these shifts in your life. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like me as a person hasn't changed much, but the way I think about it has changed. I'm still making lists. I'm still doing stuff. But like the way my expectations and what, what I want the outcome to be, like it's all different. So what internal doubts or resistance are you currently facing right now? I would say I still have a hard time with like trying to do everything. Georgia's in kindergarten now and there's the PTA and then I'm on this like board of where we live. And then there's all this like all this stuff happening. And like the old Jackie wants to do everything. But like the new Jackie has to be like, okay, let's take it back a notch. Like what are the important things? Like you could be the class mom, but you don't have to do every fundraiser at the school. You could set up the caroling for the kids because that is important to you, but you don't have to like run for the board position. I feel like deep down who I am, like still kind of gravitates towards like, oh, I should do everything. So then I have to like take a step back and like look at my values and decide what do I want to be doing? Amen. Oh, That's awesome to hear. Okay. So also one of the things I know you've shifted is your new workshop. Yes. So do you ever listen to Creative Morning Podcast? I have not. No. Oh, it's so good. You should listen to it. Well, you know Creative Mornings, right? Yes. We've had Tina Roth Eisenberg on the show. Some of their talks that they have, they made it into like podcast form. And this one woman, she's from Canada. Her name's Tiffany Pratt. And her whole like mantra was like, you could do all the things. You could be all the things. So I was like, you know what? I don't have to just do one thing. Like, I don't have to be labeled as one thing. So I'm going to do multiple things and just not make it huge. You know what I mean? You can dabble and and do the things that bring you joy. Exactly. So going back to like right now in my life, I have Tuesdays without kids. It's like my only day that I have to work. 
So I was like, okay, instead of like hustling and hustling and going, 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 chasing these shiny pennies, like what can I do in that time that would fill me up and then also like help grow my business a little bit? So I decided to start a workshop all about sending more cards. Because to be honest, I have a greeting card company, but I don't send enough cards. A couple years ago, I forgot to send my grandma a birthday card, which is like a huge deal. And then this year, like I didn't even send my mom a birthday card. So I was like, this is not acceptable. If I'm going to have a greeting card company, I want, I, I want to send cards. So I set up this workshop, basically breaks down what it takes to send a card. So it's like, you need an address, you need a postage stamp. You need the time to write the card. You need the card. It's like very basic, but somehow in this like technology world, it all seems too overwhelming and it just doesn't happen. So I break it down and then every month there's like a little check-in. So I give you a little brief of like, these are the dates coming up in January and look at your master sheet and transfer over, see whose birthdays you have coming up and then make sure let's, let's check off the list together. Do you have your card? Do you have the time to write it? Make sure you have your address. So it's kind of like an encouraging, inspirational workshop to help people send more reading cards. And I love that you're using this as an extension of your values and expression of your values. Yeah. And then the other thing is like every month, in addition to like the overview of what the month looks like, we do a creative challenge to help people like get more creative creativity in their life. And then I get to share my creativity that way. So like January's is stamps. So I talk about all these different ways you can use different like inkable stamps to dress up your envelope. So it's really fun for me. Like I am enjoying it so much. And then we have like a little Facebook group where we're all sharing, you know, different tips we have or how you're organizing your addresses or where you keep your stamps. And it's been really fun. Awesome. And we'll have links for these for people that want to check out your card company or the workshop. So what would you tell someone who's just starting out on this journey? I would say it's all about your intuition and like who you are and like what makes you happy. I feel like we're always trying to figure out like, you know, who am I really? And like, who do I want to be? But ultimately, you're kind of the same person you've been your whole life. Like if you look back at like what you did as a child or what you were into, we feel like we're like changing so much and like growing and becoming these people. But like, ultimately, you're like, who you are within you is like similar. So you just have to tap into that and like figure out like what you value and who you are and not like fight that other part of you. Like I feel like, especially when we were doing the workshop, a lot of things I was like, well, I want to do this, but I'm worried people are going to think I'm doing too much. And you were like, well, if you want to do it, do it. Like the resistance is you like worrying about what other people are going to think if you do too much. But if you want to do it, then do it. So I guess my advice is like, just figure out like what aligns with you. Don't worry about what other people think, whether it's you're doing too much or you're not doing enough. Internal alignment versus external expectations. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. And there you have it. If you'd like to send Jackie a message, you can do so over on Instagram at lovejackcards. That's L-O-V-E-J-A-C-C-A-R-D-S. And Jackie, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's truly a joy to have you on the show. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Camps Bay Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash Jackie Carter. So now as to where I'm headed to next. Of course, I'm staying in Sydney right now and launching Life with Intention and Flow with Intention online starting January 29th. So I'm going to be here a little while longer. It feels so good to have coffee shops that know my orders and know the table that I sit at. And I've had more routine here than I think I've had since last May. And it feels so 
nice. So I'll be soaking in all of that routine and just getting to know Sydney better and better. And until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.